You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in for yet another week of... Well, I can't do it yet. Oh, wow. You were waiting for me? Yeah, I thought yeah, you were going to say the Uncanceled Podcast. Well, another week of the Uncanceled Podcast. Okay. But I, 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 was, I was... All right, I'll be honest. I was in between on that one. Okay. It was like an in-betweener. Well, now and, we can say it. And so uh, well, it, now uh, let, let's just kind of reset. Here we go. Yep. Ready? Yep. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, and yet for another week of Rate, Rate That, that carbonated, carbonated Water. Here we go. All right. What do we have today, Ben? So uh, if you remember a couple <laughs> weeks ago, we did a Clearly Canadian sparkling water. And cough it was, syrup. Yeah, cough syrup flavored. Um, but Brianna said that we really should try the Mountain Blackberry. And I uh, went to, back to Cumberland Farms today, and they had one left. So, All right. I'm going to disappoint Ben Uh-oh. two times. Oh, no. Did you already have it? I did. Oh, I did. No. I had it, but I'm going to disappoint him again after we drank it. Let's go for it. All right. I'm going to open it up. It's here. This is not really a good pop. No, I will say that. Yeah. Like, what was that? No, like, like, is this even a carbonated water? <laughs> All right. Let's see. We'll go for. Oh, wow. You don't need hardly at all, huh? I mean,. I'm not gonna like dump the whole thing in there, all right, right? All right, here we go. Ready? I just don't love it. No, I get that. I mean, I, the expectations, I guess, were high because Brianna said that it was really good. But yeah, no, it's solid. Like, it's not bad. Ready? Yeah. I'll bring Ben all the way down on this. Ready? This has 25 grams of carbs in it. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does. I scanned it on my fitness pal, and it has uh, 25 grams of carbs in it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, bro, I, I was waiting for it. I told him before we went on the air, I said, bro, I'm going to disappoint you so much with this. Wow. And, like, the thing that makes sparkling water or carbonated water or whatever so good is the low is the low calories and the fact that there's yeah. no carbs in it. And you're going to put guess how much of it is sugar? All of it. All of it. Yeah. It is 25 grams of added sugar wow. that is in this. I mean, you can certainly taste it. Oh yeah, like it's sweet, but this is closer to soda than it is to carbonated water. I would agree opinion. with that. I would agree with that. Is it soda? No, it better not be. Oh man, man. it's sparkling water. All right, (laughs) and uh, if 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 this were soda, I would actually sue for false advertising. (laughs) He hasn't drank soda in like I don't know, like eight years or something Um, like that. But anyway, that's besides the point. Seven? Yeah. Well, who's counting? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So here's how I feel about this. Really great taste. It really it does, does taste, taste good. good, and it's very nice. But honestly, I think it would get a little sweet on me for drinking the entire thing. I would, I would ra- like it's. It's like I, I actually bought this the other day. Started drinking. It scanned it on my fitness pal, and then I went. It has twenty five grams of carbs. But this is so not worth it. And I brought it to my wife. Yeah, I mean that's surprising. Right, it's a lot of sugar. For, it's a lot of sugar. It's a lot of sugar for something that is water and yeah. and only has ninety calories. Th- right, but. It, it feels um, like it, it honestly, I think that they put too much sugar in it. It's too sweet. I would agree. 
I would agree. But it's still good. I mm, thing that I always come back to, would I drink the whole thing? It's a great question. Because that's like, you know, if I'm if I'm drinking the whole thing, it's over a five for me. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think that I think that I would, yeah. but like pretty close to not. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm honestly yeah. going to, I think we're going to concur. I, I'm going to go with a six and a half. I think that's really good tasting. I would drink the whole thing. Um, Honestly, unless, if I wanted to have soda, but I'd wanted to be healthier, yeah, I would get this. Yeah. Sure. You could drink you know? the whole thing, but like after that, you're like, all right, right. Like, I'm set. Right. I'm actually Sometimes, set with what I just had. Right. Yeah, me too. Honestly. <clears throat> but... Yeah. Yeah, all right, there it is. 6.5, 6. This was an entertaining uh, uh, one right here. I, I love dropping that. No, oh, no, I don't want it. I was serious when I said I was good right there. Um, Well, I'm glad that you guys are all being educated on carbonated uh, waters. Uh, one of the reasons why Ben and I have chosen the ones that we've chosen is because Ben is very into, like, health and fitness, and... Like I'm, I'm like very in and out on it and stuff like that. I've been more in lately yeah. uh, on that type of thing, but I think it's good to encourage uh, the next generation or if you're from the generation that's, well, what would that be? This generation? Yeah, this generation. Then I guess it would be good to encourage healthy habits, right? Amen. Um, anyway, that, that, that's all that I have to say today um, about that. Uh, now on to more pressing issues like the Bible. Uh Today, I want to talk to you about this, why we need to be discipled, why we need to be discipled. So let's start with this. And this is not going to be a super long podcast because I think I can get this in, but I think it's going to open up a whole can of worms into another series that I'm looking uh, to do. I think I'm going to talk about discipleship. After I talk about what discipleship is and why we need to be discipled, I, I think I want to do another podcast on how to be discipled. So that, that will be next week. But this is why, why do you even need it in the first place, right? Like, I'm a Christian. I just got saved. I'm going to heaven. Shouldn't that be enough? Shouldn't that be okay? Why do I really need to be discipled? Why do I really even need to hear the word of God taught? If I'm saved and I receive the message of the gospel, then why do I need to really be discipled in the first place? So, so let's start with this. What is discipleship? Discipleship is learning and understanding the word of God and applying, applying it to your life. It's learning and understanding the word of God and applying it to your life. That is a definition of discipleship. I'm sure that people might have different definitions that they may provide, but they would all uh, relatively be around the same thing. So discipleship is learning and understanding the word of God and applying it to your life. So why does a Christian need to be discipled? Watch this. You are actually called to be a disciple, not a convert. You are actually called to be a disciple, not a convert. How do I know this? Well, one of the ways that I know this, one of many ways that I know this, Jesus talks about this idea multiple times about following him, following him, not just being, you know, uh, not just being, you know, a convert, but actually following him. But one of the scriptures that clearly points this out to us is the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 16. It says, then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have given you all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples 
of all the nations. You were not called to be a convert. You were called to be a disciple. God did not, Jesus Christ did not call us to be converts. He, that's great. He wants everybody to be saved. I've told you this many times. God desires everyone to be saved. But if you are just a Christian and you are not a disciple, then we are not actually being what God has called us to be, what God desires us to be. It's being a convert is like, you ever like go to sign up for a subscription on like Netflix or something like that, or like Paramount Plus, I don't know, Peacock, whatever it might be. And you're going to sign up for the subscription and you see there's like all the different levels of being like, you know, signing up for a subscription. You have the base level and it's like, yeah, you know, the base level, you know, you basically have to watch like 20 advertisements during a show or something like that. And you're just like, oh, do I want the base one or do I want the better one? Everyone wants the better one, but not everybody wants to pay for the better one. And in so many ways, that's what discipleship is. Being a convert is kind of just that base thing. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I believed in Jesus Christ. I've repented of my sin. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. And I'll kind of come back to that in a second if being a convert is really being a full-on Christian. But being a disciple is like that higher package that you take. And you do pay more for it. Here's why. Because being a disciple takes discipline. Being a disciple takes discipline. I'm going to talk about that more next week on the podcast. Uh, but being a disciple takes discipline. And so you're actually, yeah, you are paying a little bit more to be a disciple, but it's totally worth it the same way that paying a little bit more may sometimes be worth it to get a better quality or value. So being a disciple is, yeah, it will cost you a little bit more, but it's worth it. It's a better package. It's a better deal. And I may contend that I don't really know if we're not being disciples, we're not obeying Jesus' commands, and then we're not producing fruit. So how could we really call ourselves a Christian if we're not producing fruit? I believe that somebody can convert to Christianity, that they can believe in Jesus Christ, but they may not really buy into the fullness of discipleship. I do believe that there is a case that could be made for somebody to be just a convert, and for somebody to not have fully accept discipleship. But I would say that those cases are few and far between where that happens. I would say to not just settle for that type of uh, mindset, to not just stay there, and to actually go further, because Jesus called us to be disciples. He didn't call us to be converts. But again, I'm going to get into kind of the discipline behind discipleship next week. But why do you need it? Because Jesus called you to be a disciple. He didn't call you to be a convert. He called us to go and make disciples, not to make converts. So if he called us to make disciples and not to make converts, why would he want us to just be converts? Jesus wants us to make disciples, and he called us to be that as well. So three reasons why you need discipleship, why we as Christians need discipleship. First, we need to be discipled so we have roots. We need to be discipled so we have roots. You might have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 5. This is the parable of the four soils. This is actually one of my favorite texts in the Bible. I love this parable. Or it's my favorite parable in the Bible, one of them at least. It says this in verse 5 and 6. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly, but the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Jesus doesn't always, or that's not true. I should say it like this. 
The Bible does not always record Jesus explaining his parables to his disciples. But in this case, it actually does have Jesus explaining it to his disciples. So we know exactly what Jesus was talking about here in this case. And really with the other parables, we could figure out exactly what Jesus was talking about. But we don't really have to do much work here because it's provided for us in the gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, verse 20. It says the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. It's actually kind of funny if you were at Impact uh, on Wednesday night, Rebecca kind of touched on this idea about how sometimes Christians have this mindset that they'll never have an issue or a problem in their life. And uh, th that becomes problematic because then when they face a problem or issue that they basically just give up on their faith right away. And this is exactly what Jesus is talking about here, that people, we receive the message of Jesus Christ with such great news. We, you know, go to have that encounter with God at a service of some type or at a seminar of some type or out of a, a revival of some type. And we're like, wow, we're so hyped up and excited for God. And we receive the message with joy, but then we don't have deep roots. So as soon as there is a problem, immediately everything that we believed about God is like blown away. Think about a tree, right? If a tree doesn't have deep roots, as soon as the wind starts blowing strong, you're going to go and you're going to be wiped out. Why? Because the roots weren't deep enough in the tree to keep it grounded. In the same way as Christians, we need to be grounded. We need to have roots. We need to actually know what we believe. We need to be discipled so that when we do face difficulties in life, that we don't just go, oh, well, now I face a difficulty, so I'm going to give up on my faith. No, we're going to have roots that are grounded, kind of like Rebecca even said last night, if you heard her sermon, uh, a firm foundation, a firm foundation. For you guys, it actually would be two days ago. I'm recording this on a Thursday, but it'd be two days ago. Well, Rebecca talked about two days ago on Wednesday night, a firm foundation, a firm foundation. You can't have a foundation that doesn't have deep roots and expect that when the where a wind comes or a difficulty comes in life that you're going to be able to stand. The good news is, though, if you do go and get discipled, if you do learn and understand God's word and then apply it to your life, if you do have those deep roots about God's word, then when things do come against us and persecutions do come and difficulties might come in life, when they do come and things do happen in life, we're going to be able to stand tall and stand strong, and our faith is not going to be shaken. Our faith is not going to be shaken. But that will only happen if we're discipled. If we're not discipled, things are going to be hard. It's going to be difficult to be able to stand when things get difficult. But when we do get discipled, we're going to be deeply rooted, and we're going to have deep roots, unlike this person in the parable that Jesus is talking about. I've seen this happen many times. There was a young man that I think back to at one of our heat wave conferences. He gave his life to Jesus Christ, and he was so excited about the Lord. He was really dealing with anxiety and depression, and that was a big problem that he, that he had in his life. And he said that he's never felt more joyful in his life. He was delivered, and he was so excited, and he went really strong for a couple weeks and he actually made plans uh, to completely alter and change his life to be able to be involved at Faith Church and stuff, which is the church that um, Impact Youth is attached to. And it was great and it was wonderful and all. But then he didn't take any 
steps to get discipled, even though discipleship was offered to him. And we tried everything we could to disciple him. He didn't take any steps to do that. And then he ended up completely reverting back to where he was before. And he ended up basically getting blown away. His faith got snatched up and it got snuffed out because there was no roots. There was no discipleship. And that's what can happen to us. Many of you students that are watching right now, or I know many adults watch this as well, hopefully, and you should be plugged into a church and that's great. And you need to keep going to a church and you need to get discipled because then, you know, students, when you guys go off to college or maybe if you move and go to a different area of the world and go to a different church or something like that, if you don't have those deep roots, then when you go and you move on to a different area of your life, immediately when a trouble hits or a situation hits, it's going to be really hard to be able to stand because you have nothing to latch on to, right? That's what roots do. They latch on to that firm foundation. And if we don't have any of those, it's going to be really hard to be able to stand. We have to have deep roots. Students, If when you get ready to go to college, they're going to try and wreck your faith at college. And I really would not recommend any student to go to a secular college. It's not my, my recommendation, and especially not to live at a secular college. But nonetheless, if, if you do, they're going to try and wreck your faith. They're going to try and wreck your faith. Wreck your faith. And the good news is, is if you have deep roots, you're going to be able to stand when they try to, when they try and come against your faith. They're going to try and tell you, you know, how do you really know God is alive? Evolution's really the way. They're going to persecute you, give you a hard time. But if you have deep roots, you're going to be able to stand. If you have deep roots, you're going to be able to stand. We need to be discipled so that we have deep roots so that when difficulties or any type of trial comes up against us in life, we're going to be able to stand firm on our foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Number two, we need to be discipled so we don't blow with the wind. We need to be discipled so we don't blow with the wind. Here's what I mean by this. This is a little bit of a different approach. While the last one was kind of talking more about when a difficulty or a trial or a circumstance comes in life, we'll be able to stand strong and tall and in strength. Because remember, I've taught you guys this uh a long time now, and if it's your first time watching, this will be your first time hearing it, but we have victory in Christ. When you have your roots in Christ, that even when trials and situations come up, you have victory in Christ, and you'll stand tall, and you don't have to be beat up and smacked around by the trials and circumstances of life because you have deep roots. But anyway, this is, we need to be discipled so we don't blow with the wind. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. If you'll turn there with me. It goes Galatians, Ephesians. And I just skipped right past it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. If we're not careful and we're not discipled, if we don't understand the word of God, if all we understand is that Jesus died for us on the cross and rose again from the dead, which is a great start, by the way, and it's where everyone needs to start. But if that's where we stop in our Christianity and we don't grow and go deeper in our faith, then when somebody comes to you and challenges you and goes, you know, I, I believe in that Jesus too, but, you know, I, I think that he was more of a man. I think he was just a really good guy. 
he's a really good guy. And you know that, yeah, he did die and stuff like that. But man, I kind of just believe that we're all Jesus. I just believe we're all Jesus and that, you know, we're all God kind of like that, you know, and they start telling you that nonsense that makes no sense, that new agey type of stuff. And you don't have deep roots. You're going to be blown with that wind so fast. Be like, hmm, that does sound really interesting. That does sound compelling. And people will often go right along with that because they don't have any type of roots. Because they don't have any type of discipleship. They just go and blow with the wind. Or kind of like what I said before, you go to college and you know you believe in Jesus and stuff and then somebody starts to tell you, you know, well, you know, Jesus really because the science says that the, the world was made by evolution. Which by the way, the science actually doesn't say that. And people that say that are wrong, just so you know. And that's not, and no, it's not theistic evolution where God was the driving force behind evolution. My Bible doesn't say that. And the Bible is the word of God. It says that God spoke the word, world into existence. And actually there's something called a missing link. And there's a lot of them that they still need to be able to find. So no, it's not proven by science. It's actually a theory because in order for it to be proven by science, then there can't be any quote unquote missing links. But anyway, that's just about that regarding evolution, just so that we have our facts straight on that. People get mad at that too. They don't, you know, they get mad at that. What do you mean? It's not just a theory, it's a fact. Well, if it's a fact, then you should have all your facts together about it and be able to answer it perfectly without any problems, right? Shouldn't have anything to, you should be able to answer me when I say, well, what about this missing link? Anyway, I can get going on that right there, man, because people have been poisoned by by education systems in this world have been poisoned against God. We had a country that even though we didn't make our mistakes and we didn't do everything perfectly, we were founded on the word of God and the truth of God's word. And we did want to talk about the Bible in school. Now you can't even talk about the Bible in school. You could talk about every other religion out there, but you can't talk about the word of God. You can't talk about Christ in school anymore. And now you go and blaspheme God's face and you say to him that it's not even him who created the world and that human beings came from monkeys when really they were created in the image of, of God. It's a problem and it's a thing. And if we don't have any discipleship, we're going to be blown and tossed around like crazy. Well, I believe in evolution, but I also believe in the Bible. Hmm. That's kind of a contra that's kind of a contradiction, but the only way you know it was a contradiction is if you were discipled. You're not going to know the word of God. You'll be like, "Well, I think the Bible supports evolution. What scripture do you get that from?" "Oh, I don't know. I've never read the Bible before." That these are the types of Christians that are going out in there in the world. And I would even say maybe even so-called Christians that are going out into the world. Oh yeah, I believe in Jesus and all that stuff. I believe in all that. Well, you know, what? what's the gospel message? Well, I just think like, you know, Jesus like, like went on a cross or whatever. Like, you know, he just hung there or something like that. And they don't even know the fullness of the gospel. And yet we're walking around and we're telling people that we're Christians but we haven't been discipled. And to be honest with you, I'm here to tell you today that it's not even some of their faults. The people that are walking around saying that they're Christians and they haven't been discipled and they don't have deep roots, it's not always their fault. It absolutely could be where the church, you know, invited them, tried to get them to be discipled and they chose not to be. But some churches don't even take the time to disciple. And that's why, and this will be, we'll talk about this next week. That's why you need a Bible believing church that actually cares about discipling people for the kingdom. Because that I know faith church does it. We have all types of discipleship levels here that you can get involved in at any time. 
So if you're going to faith church and you're wondering, oh, I wonder if we offer, yeah, we do offer discipleship. We offered a lot of it and I encourage you to get involved in it. But at the same time, the church needs to disciple people. We need to teach people the word of God so that they understand it. Because if we don't teach people the word of God, what's going to happen is when every new wind comes around, people are going to be blown away. There's a new wave every couple of years. There's a new type of something. There's like a type of thing where it's like, you know, like one, one year it might be like something like, oh, you know, I, I just kind of believe in crystals, man. And they're like, man, yeah, crystals. You know, I, I could get into that, man. That's kind of cool. It's like, aren't you a Christian? You know, yeah, but I, you know, I don't really think that that matters. And again, we come back to the idea of discipleship. The reason why they don't know what the Bible has to say about that type of topic is because they haven't been discipled. Haven't been discipled, which by the way, I'll disciple you right now if you don't know what the Bible says about crystals and I'll summarize for you. Don't do it. There you go. Uh, because it's a type of witchcraft and the Bible is against witchcraft. Uh, but nonetheless, that's a topic for a different time. But still, we can't just be blown around by every wind. And the only way that you won't be blown around is if you're discipled. You have those deep roots. We can't just be blown to and fro by every new thing that comes our way every new political platform that comes our way. Both parties, Republican, Democrat, I don't care what party you are. Every, when, when, when um, the political season comes around, there's always a new agenda, a new wave, a new wind. And as Christians, we need to get rooted and discipled so we're not blowing with all of these different winds that are coming around. There's a new movement to make, you know, uh, to make LGBTQ okay inside of the church of Jesus Christ, and people are going for it. We need to be discipled so we actually know what the Bible has to say about it. We need to be discipled so we're not blown with the wind. So we need to be discipled so we can have roots, right? We need to be discipled so we're not blown with the wind. Someone just blow with the wind with every new doctrine that comes up. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. I went to Bible college with, with some people that were crazy, man, just straight up with you. Like they were, they were crazy. And what I mean by that is like, just like, just crazy, man. Just like doing wild stuff that like, is like, just like being hyper spiritual and things of that nature. Like, you know, like going on the ground and shaking and flopping around all over the place, like a fish and then slapping people in the face and saying that it was, you know, from God and stuff like that. Just crazy, crazy type of stuff that, that I went to school with. And a lot of people just like that, that do crazy stuff. It's because they don't, they don't have good discipleship and they're just blowing with the wind. I went to school with people that they would in one minute, they would be like, you know, well, I just think that God always wants to heal. And then the next minute they'd be like, yeah, well, God doesn't always heal. And you're like, do you just agree with whoever you're around? I literally had people that would just agree with whoever they're around with. Oh yeah, you know, today I believe, you know, today I believe that, you know, God wants everybody to be saved. Oh no, today I, I don't believe that actually. And they just blew wherever they went, wherever they went. Why? Because they didn't ground themselves in the word of God. They didn't get disciples. They didn't make their mind up about the word of God. And ultimately you end up looking foolish and nobody wants to listen to anything that you have to say anymore. Because if I'm saying one day to you that, oh yeah, you know, 
Oh, oh yeah, like um, I I love like the Mets. I love the Mets, man. And next, I'm like, I hate the Mets, man. I hate them so much. Just like me being a Cowboy fan, Ben knows. But uh, but you know, one minute I'm like sitting here telling you one thing, and the next minute I'm telling you something else, and then I change back and forth and back and forth. You're not gonna trust anything that I have to say because I'm being blown to and fro by every single wind of doctrine or every single teaching that comes my way or any type of flashy speech that comes my way. We can't be persuaded by human speeches. We can't be persuaded by any type of, you know, uh, post on social media. We can't be persuaded by a TikTok that we saw. If anything that is said is not in line with the word of God, then we can't go by it. Even if what I'm saying to you right now does not in line with the word of God, don't listen to it. Throw it out. Throw it out. I'm willing to be wrong. The word of God is right. And if anything that I say contradicts that, then I'm wrong and the Bible's right. It's that simple. It's that simple. And it's funny, that actually goes into my next point. We need to be discipled so we can tell others. We need to be discipled so that we could tell others. Um, I was just kind of saying to you guys about how nobody will trust you if you're just blown here and there and you change your mind all the time about everything. Just like nobody would trust God if he was double-minded and changing his mind about everything. But we want to be well-established and know what we believe so that we can tell others. Nobody's going to want to listen to somebody that is constantly freaking out and changing their mind about everything. Now, I also do understand that sometimes our opinions, we may grow in our faith and our understanding about the word of God may grow and it might change a little bit. I get that. But what I'm talking about is just blowing here and there every two seconds. That's what I'm talking about. So we need to be discipled so we can tell others. First Peter 3.15. It says, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But with gentleness and respect. I like that. With gentleness and respect. Don't just, you know, I know some people, they go on the corner of a street and they start screaming at everybody about how they're dirty, rotten, disgusting human beings that are the scum of the earth because they're having an abortion or because they're gay. And that, that's not the way that you go about preaching the gospel where you go and you stand on a street corner and you scream at people about that, you know, you're, you're disgusting, you're a murderer, you're a filthy, rotten, this and that. That's not the way that you preach the gospel. Yes, we need to point people's sin out. We need to point sin out, absolutely, because we need to repent of our sin to give our life to Christ. I'm all for that. But when we talk to people, it should be in gentleness and respect. What do I mean by that? Do I mean don't confront sin? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. You confront the sin, but you point them to the hope that they can have in Jesus Christ. You point them to the faith that they can have in Jesus Christ. You say to them that you, you may say to them, you know, I want to tell you about Jesus Christ. You can go ahead and be honest with them. Yes, that, you know, homosexuality might be a sin or not might be, is a sin, that abortion is not right according to the word of God, that racism is not right according to the word of God. Maybe you're talking to a Ku Klux Klan member or something like that. Yeah, you could be straight up with them and call them out about the things that are in the word of God. But if you don't point them to the hope in Jesus Christ, that conversation was pointless. You just screamed at them and were mad at them and were religious about what they were doing and didn't actually point them to the thing that can free them from it. But... What I'm trying to say here is that we need to be disciples so we can tell others. How could you even tell somebody about the hope that you have in Jesus Christ if you, have, if you haven't been discipled? 
Sure, you could tell your testimony, and your testimony is good, and your testimony can win people to Jesus Christ. But what happens when someone challenges you on your faith? You share the gospel, and somebody says to you, well, how do you know that God created the world? And you don't know any Bible verses that have anything to say about God creating the world. Well, how do you know that Jesus died for you? Well, you know, oh, well, you say that, you know, that Jesus rose again from the dead, but, you know, I don't think the Bible says that. How are you able to even support what you have to say, the hope that we have in Christ, if we're not actually discipled? If we're not actually discipled. We need to be discipled so that we can tell others. If we don't have discipleship ourselves, how, how can we disciple others? How can we give people a reason for our hope? We may be able to do it in a limited capacity, but not to the capacity that God wants. We won't be able to win people to Christ the way that God wants if we're not discipled and well-rooted. I read to you Matthew 28, Jesus said, go and make disciples. While we may be able to win people to Christ through our testimony or something like that, and it's, it's great, you know, I shared my testimony and somebody came to know Jesus Christ, that's great. But remember the parable of the four soils. If we're just winning people to Jesus Christ but not providing a platform for them to get discipled, they're going to receive the message with joy, and then as soon as they face a difficulty, be snatched right up. We need to be discipled so that we can disciple others. I, how can we sit down with someone and, and explain and teach the Word of God to them if we've actually never learned the Word of God for ourselves, if we've never actually been discipled for ourselves? We need to be discipled so that we can tell others. Get that. If you're not discipled, you can't help your friend that just got saved understand the deeper things about the Word of God. You can't help them because you don't have that revelation for yourself. There's many different ways to get discipled, and we're going to talk about that next week, how you can be discipled, how you can be discipled. I'm going to give you so many different resources. It actually won't be next week because that's Thanksgiving, but it'll be the following week. Be on the lookout for that podcast. I'm going to help you understand how, how you can be discipled. I have, to still, uh, I have to still go and be discipled. What do I mean by that? I mean that I have to still learn and understand the Word of God and apply it to my life. I have already been discipled, but I'm still learning. I'm still growing. There's still spiritual mentors in the faith that I'm still learning from and still being discipled uh, and that are still discipling me. We have to be discipled. We have to be discipled so that we have roots. We, ha we need to be discipled so that we don't just blow with the wind. We need to be discipled so that we can tell others. Get that. That's powerful. That's powerful. That will change your life. Discipleship will take your Christianity from the basic subscription to the platinum subscription. We'll take it from like, you know, just like, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I, yeah, I have it to, yeah, I'm thriving with it, man. That's what discipleship will do for your life. That's why you need it. You need to be able to have those roots. We need to be able to not just blow with every new wind of teaching. And we need to be able to disciple others because Jesus called us to go and make disciples for ourselves. And we cannot obey God. We cannot obey his command if we do not go and make disciples. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Jesus commanded that we go and make disciples. And if we are not getting discipled ourselves, we cannot obey that commandment. I hope that encouraged you today. I hope that blessed you today. I'm proud of so many of you guys because you are actually, by watching this right now, this is one of the ways that you can be discipled. So that's wonderful and that's great. And that's one of many ways that we're going to talk about next week. 
But I hope this encouraged you. I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. And I'm excited to keep sharing the word of God with you uh, as we talk more about discipleship next week. God bless you. And hopefully, if you're watching this right on Friday, we'll see you at Friendsgiving tonight. Come on now. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.